You are listening to the Climbing Advocate Podcast. I am your host, Peter Horgan. On this podcast, I'll be chatting with folks who care deeply about the climbing environment to discuss the advocacy work that's happening beyond the crag. My aim is to connect more climbers to the important work that these advocates are doing day in and day out. From the small local crags, to the nation's iconic landscapes, and to the offices of our nation's capital, no crag is too big or too small to not have its interests represented. This show is brought to you in partnership with Access Fund. Since 1991, Access Fund has been keeping the crags, boulders, and alpine environments around the country conserved and cared for. Support Access Fund by visiting accessfund.org and by supporting your local climbing organization. Hey everyone, welcome to the latest edition of the Climbing Advocate Podcast, Episode 8. Again, I am your host, Peter Horgan. For this month's episode, I pass the reins over to my good friends at Access Fund at Jenna Winkler and Zachary Lashiwi. They both attended the Midwest Regional Advocate Summit that was held earlier this month in Wisconsin. This event drew advocates from across the Midwest, from Illinois, Ohio, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and even down south to Arkansas. It was really great to see the broad representation from across the Midwest, and I know the folks that attended the event were really excited to have a big event hosted in their region. I was pretty psyched as well to see the Midwest get some love, being from the Chicago area. But unfortunately, I've never climbed in the Midwest. I moved out to Colorado before I really even knew what rock climbing was about a decade ago. But Jenna and Zachary sat down with a few of the attendees at the Advocate Summit to discuss what's happening in their local areas. And the whole premise of these regional summits is to connect with the climbing communities that are local to the area, to discuss issues and other things that are unique to the area. And this was actually the first one to be held in the Midwest, as Zachary will later point out. In addition to Zachary and Jenna chatting with the attendees and local advocates at the Midwest event, Jenna spent some time discussing the event with Access Fund's new executive director, Chris Winter. It was really great to hear from Chris as he offered his insights and takeaways from his first regional event. But I want to put the spotlight on my two guest hosts for this month and share what they came away with from the Midwest event. So with that being said, I'll let Jenna take it away and introduce you all to the rest of the episode. I really hope you enjoy the conversations from the Midwest Climbing Advocate Summit. All right, so Jenna here from Access Fund, and I just wanted to speak some more about the idea behind this Midwest Climbing Advocacy Summit. So this event is what we call a regional climbing advocacy summit, and these regional summits are really designed to focus in on the couple states within a region and have panel topics specifically chosen to address problems within those regions. And so our national summits, on the flip side, are designed to have broader topics that um, any climbing advocate can really learn from and take back home. So the plan is to continue these regional summits in the spring and then keep going with the national summits in the fall. Um, But we chose the Midwest for this regional summit because we've heavily worked with these local climbing organizations and land managers in this area, but really always from afar. And so it was definitely time to rally everyone together in Devil's Lake and create this weekend to unify the climbing community in this region. And so the format of this event is pretty similar to all of our summits. On day one, we have a roundtable which has every attendee sitting in this massive circle, and they get um, the chance to stand up and talk about where they're from and what brought them to the summit. This is often where conversations start about how a group has this issue with climbing access back home, and another group will say, oh, we just dealt with this, and here's how. 
So the roundtable is a way for climbing advocates to get feedback and bounce ideas off of each other so that we aren't always reinventing the wheel every time we have a climbing access issue. So after the roundtable, we break out into panels. There are two panels going on at the same time, so attendees can choose which topics apply most to them. We had six panels on day one, including how to manage areas that have different recreational users like climbers, mountain bikers, hikers, and others, how to work with land managers, how to talk to private landowners, um, creating and managing ice parks, replacing bolts, and how to increase your local climbing organization's impact. Again, these topics were chosen specifically for the Midwest region. And then on day two, we went into Devil's Lake State Park with our stewardship director to look at what makes up a sustainable climbing resource from the stewardship perspective. We walked the trails and analyzed belay areas and where people would throw their crash pads to talk about how we can build up these areas and reduce the climbers' impacts. And our access fund conservation team has actually been to Devil's Lake a few times, and so it was really fun to see what they've accomplished and how it's all holding up. And then that really wrapped up the summit schedule for the weekend. Um, we at Access Fun always really look forward to these events so that we can connect with these local climbers. And so we hope you as listeners will consider coming to a future summit near you. You can check out accessfund.org backslash summits to take a look at our previous summits and go ahead and see what's coming up next. So this is Jenna, Access Fund Program Associate, and I'm here with Chris Winner, Access Fund's Executive Director, who was able to make it out to our Midwest Climbing Advocacy Summit here in Devil's Lake. And Chris, I just wanted to get your take on the event. So this was your first regional summit. Yep. You went to our national summit in New York City, but um, this was your first one to really see what it looks like on a more local level. Um, so I'm just curious, what do you think of the regional format? Yeah, hey, Jenna. Well, I was really excited about how the regional summit went. Mm -hmm. um, when I heard it was in the Midwest, I wondered what the turnout would be like, what would the energy be like, um, what was the climbing community like in the Midwest. And so I was really um, excited to see so many people there, 90 folks from all over the Midwest. Yeah, it's incredible. It was incredible. And um, just to hear the passion and the psych for climbing and climbing advocacy. Mm -hmm. uh, I came away really impressed. And it's funny, we kind of at Access Fund pull these together to inspire the local community, but I kind of feel like they inspired the Access Fund mm. to think hard about what our role is in the Midwest and yeah. how we can support all that cool work that's already taking place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I know I came back really inspired. Yeah. Um, so you went to the summit in New York City, so you kind of knew what you were getting yourself into when you came out to the Midwest. Um, was there something specific that you were really looking forward to? Well, I was really looking forward to checking out Devil's Lake. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot about it, and the first time I heard about it actually was from Magic Ed, who was a route developer in Potrero Chico. Okay. Uh, great guy. Um, a lot of people who went down to Potrero over the last 10 or 15 years have run into Ed. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, unfortunately, but he really was making kind of an annual migration back and forth from Devil's Lake to Mexico. Mm. And uh, I had a chance to climb with Ed, and he just told me great things about Devil's Lake. So I was really stoked to go check it out. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, I was just really looking forward to learning more about um, what the climbing was like in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, I went to school in Michigan for a while and did a little bit of climbing in the gyms okay. and around Ann Arbor. 
Um, but I hadn't really climbed outside in the Midwest at all. So it was really kind of, um, yeah, looking forward to hearing stories mm-hmm. and um, learning about what some of the cool places are. Yeah, it was definitely really good climbing. We all got out in Devil's Lake a little bit. Um, yeah. It was some spicy climbing for sure. <laughs> spicy, old school. There's yes. a lot of history there. Yeah. And, um, you know, a couple things I learned is Devil's Lake their visitor use totals are like around 3 million people per year. Oh, wow. And it's a pretty small place. Right. It's not a huge park. Um, it's close to some pretty populated areas. Milwaukee's not too far away. Mm-hmm. People travel in the Midwest. Like, they'll just jump in the car and drive for hours right. <laughs> to get to whatever crowd they can find. Um, so they're dealing with 3 million people a year in um, Devil's Lake. We were just down in Joshua Tree a few weeks before that. And um, the folks that we were talking to at the Park Service said that they were buckling under 3.5 million people per year. Mm. And so to me, that was a really interesting comparison mm-hmm. to think that this um, place, this, this relatively small state park in uh, Wisconsin is uh, working well with climbers mm-hmm. and really managing impacts. And they're getting almost the same amount of visitors as Joshua Tree, which mm-hmm. is right outside, you know, the L.A. area. Right. Uh, and is another iconic climbing destination. So that really made me think hard. Yeah, that's incredible. Hmm. Um, So from your perspective as executive director, what do you think is the real purpose of doing these summits across the country? What do you think our goal should be? Yeah, so I mean, I think a big part of it is just building community. Um, So every time I go to one of these conferences or events, um, the learning is, is really important. So, you know, you always come away and you get little bits and pieces of information. And I think that really helps. Um, but the most impactful thing, I think, is just the community building, mm-hmm. meeting all the people, getting inspired, like we talked about earlier. Uh, and then just, especially for advocacy and conservation work, feeling like you're part of a larger community of folks that are doing that same work, mm-hmm. I think is so important because otherwise it's easy, I think, to just kind of feel like you're out there on a limb all by yourself. Um, tackling really, really big problems that take a long time to solve and a lot of energy. And if you have a community of folks that you're getting into that work with, it just makes it a lot easier and makes it a lot funner. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I know Zachary and I talk to these people all the time over email and on phone, but it's just not the same as having everybody in person. It's not the same as having everybody in one room. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning where we had that big room and a massive weirdly shaped circle right (laughs) the round table yes the round table and then we just bounced around the room and heard stories yeah i think was one of the best parts of the entire event Mm -hmm. um and it's just things just came up people were really psyched so many smiling faces early in the morning and i think it's that kind of um that kind of gathering that gets people motivated to continue the work Mm -hmm. yeah i think the round table is actually my favorite part and what i look forward to every time yeah because you just never know what kind of stories you you're going to hear. <laughs> and you don't have a chance to connect one-on-one with that many people over the mm-hmm. course of two days. And so you get to hear just random stuff from so many people that yeah. you otherwise won't get a chance to connect with. Yeah. And it is all across the board. People will stand up from LCOs, but we'll have land managers and people from climbing gyms in the area and just all sorts of yeah. climbing advocates. Yeah. The two or three land managers from mm-hmm. like small municipalities yeah. or um, you know state or local agencies, I thought that was so important to hear their voice in the room absolutely, uh, and to get people who maybe are just coming into this work the sense that yeah the land managers are on board with us mm-hmm. they like climbers they want to see us succeed and they have really good input into how we can do our work better yeah that was really cool mm-hmm. 
Well, we had a pretty full schedule over the weekend with the roundtable, and then we had six panels on day one and another panel on day two. Um, So a lot to take in. Do you have one takeaway from the event that stands out to you or kind of something new that you learned? So a a major takeaway or something that I learned, um, one of the things that I was struck with was just the importance of the fixed anchor program. Mm. There were folks from... Iowa, Arkansas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Ohio, Pennsylvania, I think, Michigan. That's I mean, there were people from all over, South Dakota. Yeah. And land managers differ from place to place. The style of climbing differs from place to place. But I think everyone across the board right now is struggling with this question of fixed anchor replacement. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the bolts are aging. And so, you know, a lot of crags and a lot of advocates are dealing with the same thing. So I thought that was really important to be able to have that panel discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that, that idea of collecting a lot of good information and figuring out how to standardize that process and then thinking about promoting fixed anchor replacement mm-hmm. uh, was huge. Yeah. So I thought that was really uh, an interesting and important piece. And then just managing the growth in the sport and the overall growth in visitor use. Uh, I think was also a big takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are both issues that definitely unite our climbing community because we all know it's a problem. Yep. Well, great. Are there anything anything else from the summit that stands out to you or you want to speak to? Well, I mean, mostly it was just I was so thankful to be able to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of good feedback from the folks that were there about how Access Fund can do better. And Mm -hmm. so that's really something that I think is important for us to be able to kind of get feedback also on our role in helping to convene these kinds of discussions and what else we can do to support the LCO community better. And so I hope we continue to build that into the future summits. Awesome. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Yeah, thanks, Jenna. Hey, this is Zachary Leshuey, Access Fund Southeast Regional Director and Affiliate Director, and I'm sitting here with... I'm Jenna Winkler, and I'm Access Fund's Program Associate. And we're up here at Devil's Lake in Wisconsin. We're putting on Access Fund's 2019 Midwest Regional Climbing Advocacy Summit. And we've got uh, 90 to maybe 100 local climbing advocates from all over the region. We do. Um, we have a good number of people from a lot of different LCOs, uh, Minnesota Climber Association, Wisconsin Climber Association, some people from Illinois, Upper Peninsula, Iowa, Arkansas. They're all over the place. Too many to mention. We kicked off the morning with a giant round table, a sort of Climbing Advocates Anonymous meeting, where we talked about who we are, where we're from, challenges, successes in our backyards. It was like throwing a lighter on a bucket of gasoline (laughs) exactly exactly no it really got people fired up and uh ready to plow through a day of other pretty interesting uh workshops so we've knocked out our morning workshops now getting some lunch and we're going to start interviewing local advocates what's going on this afternoon jenna yeah, so we still have four more panels this afternoon. Um, next up, we've got Bolting with Mike Morin, who will be moderating that panel. And then we also have, well, you'll be moderating the LCO panel on That's right. how to grow your LCO and its impacts. 
And then our second round of panels in the afternoon will be about um, ice parks. We've got a crew of Minnesotans talking about all they've done. And then Brian Tickle, our Texas Regional Director, will go ahead and moderate a panel on private land success. So we've got a good lineup for the afternoon. Yeah, great lineup. The ice parks is a cool one up here, mm -hmm. upper Midwest. Um, one of the few places where we've got the weather to kind of capitalize on this opportunity to open access to ice climbing areas and Minnesota folks particularly have had a lot of success working with uh, city partners to create new ice climbing areas. Mm -hmm. So that'll be one good interesting one but yeah a lot of other good ones it sounds like. Yeah I'm excited. All right well uh, we're going to interview a few of these attendees and local climate advocates here coming up next. Okay, um, this is Zachary again at the Midwest Climate Advocacy Summit, sitting here with uh, Jenna Winkler, our program associate, mm -hmm. and... Judith Brown with the Arkansas Climbers Coalition. Nice, Judith. And what part of Arkansas are you from? Uh, so I grew up in a town near the delta of Arkansas called Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Um, and uh, I moved at, you know, in my formative years to Oklahoma, so that's really where my climbing started, I'd say. And you're, you're the current chair of Arkansas Climbers Coalition, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, and as of a couple of months ago, okay. uh, I think it was December uh, that I got voted in as the first female president of the Arkansas Climbers Coalition. That's so awesome. Really Congratulations. Cool. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? Well, I think, you know, as many climbers experience, I would go out and um, you'd see you know, litter, or you'd see a bad bolt, or uh, just things that you wanted improved next time that you went. And it would always be this thought of, someone should really do something about that. And uh, so I think at some point I had the realization that, you know, for climbers, um, it's all our responsibility and we can't just keep kicking the can down the road and saying, um, you know, someone should do this, I should be that someone. And uh, I think at that time that I was starting to come around to that and looking for a way to express that, uh, the Arkansas Climbers Coalition had one of their first um, rebolting events where they kind of made it known to the public and um, they really took me in and, mm. and taught me some of the ropes uh, of rebolting and trail maintenance and it really just spurred that from now on. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think what, that was 20, I want to say that was 2013, 2014 when that Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's um, the coalition up to lately? Any, um, any trail days or other projects yeah. that you knocked out yeah. recently or about to do? Yeah. Well, um, we have been probably the most active that we've been um, for the last two years. We've kind of come into this period of growth and reevaluation of our structure and our mission and uh, you know what kind of impact we're having and is it the impact that we want to be having um, and the composition of the board really starting to think about that and how do we get the people on the board that we need to have the future that we want. Um, so it's been a lot of I think self-maintenance on the board recently. Um, but we're also doing all of our primary activities of trail days and, and rebolting. Mm -hmm. uh, 
something I'm really excited about this year is that we are uh, we're going down the endeavor of uh, tackling human waste issues. So, you know, just like every state there in the, uh, here in the United States, you know, everyone's seeing free solo, climbing is just becoming huge. We just got a brand new climbing gym in Arkansas, Climb mm. Bentonville, that's just exploding the climbing scene. And because of that, I think we're gonna start dealing with some of the population issues out at our crags and so, um, one of the first things that, that we've noticed is, uh, is human waste issues in Arkansas. So we're gonna be working with um, uh, some of our public uh, structure, public bureaucratic agencies to um, install wag bags around, uh, or wag bag stations around some of our crags in Arkansas. It's gonna be really cool. Nice, uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of groups have, yeah. or a few groups have done that. It's been pretty successful. Yeah. So you've been to an Access Fund Summit or two, I think. Yeah, this is my second. Yeah, this is your yeah, second. Yeah. And so this is the first, I think this is the first proper Midwest Summit Access Fund has done, at least in a good while, probably a few decades. But I was just curious, how's it going? What do you think of the Midwest Summit? Who are you meeting here? Yeah. What's, what's the energy like? Yeah. Well, we had our group therapy session this morning. <laughs> Probably the largest circle of people I've seen in a while. Uh, uh -huh. That was really awesome to just see uh, the different people and the different issues that are being presented here. Uh, the first panel that I went to, I think, was probably a perfect one to start off this. Um, we had Barry, uh, who actually is the owner of Horseshoe Canyon Ranch, that I was not aware was coming. So mm -hmm. it was really good yeah. to hear from him. It allowed uh, allowed us to to get him on the spot with some questions that, <laughs> that uh, myself and I know a lot of our, our coalition members have uh, been curious about. Um, got to hear about some of the stuff that's going on up here in the uh, northern Midwest, mm -hmm. which um, it, I think the biggest takeaway for me is just how different each situation can be. You know, they were talking about really their struggle and then eventual success into tapping into some of these city authorities that uh, have had the ability and resources to make some of these smaller towns like Duluth, um, Duluth, Minnesota, yeah. and uh, Winona, um, and especially here at Devil's Lake as well. Um, and so hearing a lot about what they've been doing they're on, the, on a very local level with heavy local resources and trying to figure out how to transition that into a place like Arkansas where uh, you really don't have heavy population at all. A town really can sometimes be just two cabins in an intersection. Mm -hmm. um, and, and how do you, uh, you know, get people to start recognizing the resource that they have there? So. It's been great. This has been awesome. Good job, guys. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Jenna, I know you've, you've yeah. done so yeah. much to organize Thanks. this. Yeah, the Midwest yeah. has been so hospitable. It's been a really easy yeah. event to plan here, yeah. honestly. But, and so yeah. this afternoon, you'll be on a panel. Yes. Do you want to talk about um, some of the, the hot points that you're going to hit on? Yeah. Um, I think my presentation is not a how-to. It's really a talking about uh, some of the... Uh, biggest issues uh, that we have had, that we've had success, but we've also had a tremendous amount of failure that we're still learning from. But the biggest thing, how I said earlier in the interview, that uh, a lot of what the Climbers Coalition has been doing is, is um, 
more self-help and getting us where we need to be so we can be that leader in the community. Um, I think that's a big part of what I'm going to talk about today um, is, is what that looks like, what were the type of questions that we had to ask, what were kind of the uh, tough points to talk about and some of the things that came across that we haven't always been on the same page or had agreement in our coalition how to work through that um, so that we can still be productive even if we might have disagreements. So, so looking internally Definitely. as an organization and yes. figuring out what's going to make us stronger and really right. last. Yeah, and taking that self-awareness and being realistic in everything that you do, um, making sure that you really focus on getting those foundational um, strengths where you need them to be to ha have an effective and well-known coalition in the state. Yeah. Cool. Well, Judith, thanks. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. This has been awesome. Perfect. Um, so my name is Molly Stolbov, and I am one of the former chairs of the Madison Women Climbers um, and uh, here at the Midwest uh, Access Fund Summit um, and representing that group. And I'm Allie Neal here with the Minnesota Climbers Association as the communication director on the board and I run Adventure Her Travel which does outdoor adventure trips for women. Thank you all for being up for an interview. This is Zachary again at uh, Access Fund's Midwest Climbing Advocacy Summit here with Molly and Allie. And uh, we're here not too far from Devil's Lake. And um, I wanted to talk with you all first about this Madison organization here, uh, what it's up to, what you're about. Sure, so the Madison Women Climbers group was really created um, back in the 90s as a way for women to connect with each other. And um, you know, it had been uh, predominantly a male sport, but there were certainly women involved and they wanted to find each other. So someone had this idea and got, got things going. Um, the group had kind of gotten dormant um, for a little while and uh, my friend and I were approached about kind of taking it over again and, and breathing some new life into it, which we did our best to and we got it up to 40, 40 or 50 members at one point and basically what the group is about is connecting women um, of all levels and experience and climbing and different points in their life we have women of all ages all abilities um, all backgrounds as well and everyone is absolutely welcome you don't have to be a perfect climber you don't even have to have climbed before to come mm -hmm. in so it's really grown from a place of um, women trying to find new climbing partners together to becoming its own um, really breathing living breathing community in Madison and, and has been um, just growing ever since Awesome. And Allie, you're on uh, the Wisconsin Climbers Association. Minnesota. Minnesota yep. Yep. Okay. Allie, you're on the Minnesota Climbers Association board. Uh, what do you do on the board and how long have you served on it? So I'm the new communications director. Nice. I have now served for approximately two weeks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Good for so you for stepping up. That's thanks. awesome. Yeah. I just <clears throat> found out about the Access Summit about a week and a half ago. Perfect time. And didn't know that I was going to be able to make it until yesterday and got in a car yesterday afternoon, drove over. So I'm uh, really excited to get here and work a little bit more on uh, making sure that the public understands more about what the MCA's mission is, what we're doing, and really bridge the gap between the folks who have been climbing outdoors forever and the folks who are just starting in that gym climber revolution. So getting everybody on the same page with access and stewardship. That's great. Communications are so key and kind of underestimated sometimes when you're on a volunteer board and only have time to do so much. Absolutely. Um, so is this y'all's first Access Fund Summit? Yeah. Yeah. For me. First yeah. One, mm -hmm. yeah. 
And so what do you think of it so far? I mean, it's, it's, we're on our lunch break. We're chatting here after, you know, maybe two morning sessions. Uh, how's it going? What do you think of it? Are you getting anything out of it? Yeah, I have definitely gotten just personally a lot of more motivation to really get out there and feel confident in, um, you know, talking to others about being, you know, being a um, good stewards of the land and especially of climbers. Um, it's been, I really thought the morning session of doing um, the round table and um, I thought that was run really well and the discussion got really good and got to meet a lot of people. And from my perspective, um, being able to introduce myself as being from the Madison Women Climbers was um uh, was huge because I've already, even immediately after that session, after other sessions, women have been coming up to me saying, I'm part of this group, can we collaborate? Um, even Allie um, was one of those people and we've already got a lot of ideas going, having lunch together. So um, it's been really great from that perspective um, to, to really help make those connections because I've never really seen anybody except for the other Wisconsin climbers that are here. So um, that's been huge. That's awesome, that's perfect. Yeah, and so for me, being new to the Minnesota Climbers Association, being a part of the conversations about land ownership and working with property managers and uh, working with uh, other recreational sports um, has been uh, really eye-opening. And I'm actually even new to the Midwest. I just moved mm. to the Midwest about a year ago. And uh, so finding out about all of these little crags everywhere, uh, coming from New England and New Hampshire, where we've got Cathedral and Cannon Wall, uh, finding out that there's really good climbing in the Midwest yeah. alone has been uh, worth the price. <laughs> well, welcome to the Midwest. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Excited to be here. Lots of good climbing and, and um lots of good climbing advocates you know it's just amazing to sit in a circle and get bowled over by the number of people like y'all that who are holding it down here and really care a lot um what's your what's your home crag when you go climbing where, where do you go i get to up to the north shore of uh, massachusetts i get to the north shore <laughs> of minnesota a lot uh -huh. uh, and uh, climbing over lake superior is probably one of my favorite things and then uh, taylor's falls and sandstone when I'm climbing locally. Cool, how about for you? Well, being from Madison, we are super lucky. We we're just talking over lunch how we have a, at least four uh, big, nice areas within an hour. But uh, absolutely, Devil's Lake is the mm. is the home crag. Um, that purple quartzite is uh, pretty uh, um, uh, irresistible. So definitely up here a lot on the weekends. Yeah, it's my it's my first time here, and yesterday I haven't gotten to climb on it yet. Unfortunately, yeah. hopefully uh, <laughs> tomorrow. But it's blown away. It's beautiful crag, and the rock is really something special. It's, it's unlike anything you've probably ever climbed yeah. on uh, before. Yeah. It really does make us special. It would have been nice if you guys had scheduled this summit for a rainy day, because we are all talking it's about brutal. just wanting to be outside <laughs> right now. I know. It's the nicest day. So uh, hopefully that holds for a little while longer. Yeah, sorry about that. We, well, got, the, we got the whole evening, maybe, to get yes. some climbing in. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Thanks for doing an interview. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks for hosting the event uh, uh, here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay, appreciate it. All right, I'm Andrea Weiler. I am on the board for the WCA. I guess I'm currently the secretary, but I'm also one of the founding members of our club as it currently exists. My name is Adam Remus, a former board member, but still a highly active, involved member of the WCA. Great. So uh, this is Zachary again with Access Fund at the Midwest uh, Climate Advocacy Summit and uh, sitting here with two fine board members and one former board member of Wisconsin Climbers Association. 
And um, is this y'all's first Access Fund Summit you've attended? It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what do you think of it thus far? I think this is the first one we've done in the Midwest for at least a few decades. So maybe the first. It's been a while. Everyone's been really hospitable. It's been a fantastic turnout, larger than we expected. But how's it going for you? What's, what's this scene like for you, meeting other advocates? I think it's fantastic. Um, I mean, you can obviously see how important this is to so many people across the region. Um, and we, can all, we all know that climbing is growing. So there's issues that arise, good and bad. Um, but like I said, you know, there's people from Arkansas, Ohio. So it's like they're all coming. They made their way to, you know, central Wisconsin for this. So it's, it means it's really important. It's really motivating. Cool. Yeah. I would say we're, we were really psyched that you chose to have it at Devil's Lake. Couldn't we? I know you were looking at a couple other places and we were like, it would be so cool to have everyone come to Wisconsin, which is a state that a lot of people, I think, don't fly over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't uh -huh. right away think about for climbing. But I think as people have alluded to today, we actually have a really long history of climbing, especially yeah. at Devil's Lake. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been really encouraging to see all these people, like Rima said, travel from all over and be here to share. Like, we obviously have a lot of similar issues and hopefully we can learn from what everyone has done to address these. And so that's pretty cool. I'm excited to talk to some of the people and actually even just our discussion uh, leading up to the, this summit about our panel, I thought was really informative to hear what Judith and Alan talked about a little bit with their struggles and things they were working on. Right. So it's, it's pretty exciting to see what we can learn from each other and figure out together. What's w, uh, WCA up to lately? What kind of projects are you doing? Knocked out recently or yeah. upcoming? As Dobie mentioned this morning, the big one was kind of the, the grant um, that we started. Uh, you know, we realized we have this money that we've mostly raised from membership dues and the competitions we've done over the years. Um, it's like, okay, how can we actually be active with this money? What do we do with it? And we keep hearing from different towns across the state, um, different areas of people having their own issues. But a lot of times we have this board, you know, you might have a volunteer group, but it's actually hard to kind of like spread the word and like get people out. But when you have people contact you from across the state, say, hey, we have this little project here, you know, we need some, some kind of support. So we realize, hey, we have money to do this. And all of a sudden we've had people approach us with projects and we've been able to allocate money, you know, cleaning up graffiti, um, trail building. So that's been a huge success this year for sure. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Andrew, we've worked together a little bit on uh, kind of like some of the topics that sometimes folks aren't as interested in when they talk about climbing advocacy, but they're really, really important. And they're like the building blocks mm -hmm. of local climbing groups. So we've, we've talked about bylaws and uh, yeah. appropriate nonprofit <laughs> practice. Um, why, why did you bring attention to that? Why did you think it was important for WCA? Well, I think we want to be we want to be a more legitimate organization, and we want to be like like Dobie pointed out earlier. Um, we want the state to know we exist and to come to us when there are issues or when there's possibility for discussion about access to areas that we may not have access. And I think part of being that legitimate organization is actually being, uh, you know, legitimate, and so being mm -hmm. established and having bylaws and being a five hundred one c three really just helps us out with like donations and, I mean. I guess just that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So it makes us feel like a more real club. And I think as we talked about when we were drafting the bylaws too, um, we've been around for a little bit over 10 years now. Uh, and you know, we started as a, a really casual group that just kind of got together and discussed stuff and drank beers. But I, I want to make sure that I'm not part of a club that doesn't do things. Um, we want to be active and accomplish things. And I also, really important to me, is that my vision for this club is that in a couple of years, I could walk away from it and it's not going to just fall apart. And so I think having the bylaws and being a 501c3 are hopefully going to help keep our group going. Right. And I think we've, I mean, it, we've seen the group change and grow a lot, especially in the last few years. And I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
What, uh, what you did some sessions this morning here at the summit. Um, what'd you do? What was the topic? Yeah, we both, I think, went to the, um, the multi-use interface yeah. sort of, you know, with, you know, obviously we're, we like to climb and that's our passion, but you know, we do a lot with other outdoor uh, rec groups, you know, mountain bikers, horse, uh, horse enthusiasts, um, as we've learned, snowmobiles, ATVers, you know, so there's a lot of people recreating on these lands. Yeah. And you know, we're just one small user group, you know, it's like we have to kind of look at the bigger picture and I thought some of the panelists were just amazing yeah. at what they do and, and talked about, you know. Cool. Yeah, for me, I think uh, as much as I love climbing, my first passion is actually mountain biking. Um, so I was oh, really okay. excited to see what other people have done to bring those groups together because I think, one, there's right. a lot of overlap, but we do really have a lot of common interests. And, you know, each group is like its own small voice, but together we can really be heard like in the bigger picture of things, you know. We have a lot of similar probably issues and access issues. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see how they've been able to bring groups together and accomplish a lot more. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like more powerful when we work together yeah. with other groups. Yeah. Well, uh, you can hear folks coming back in after lunch, <laughs> so we better shut down this interview. The wave is coming, but thank you both thank for you. being up for a quick interview, and thanks to Wisconsin Climbers Association for being such a great partner here. Yeah, we've been yeah. psyched to, to be part of it, so yeah. we appreciate that you guys came here. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right, folks, there you have it. A big thanks to Jenna and Zachary for taking over the duties of getting the interviews for this month's episode. I hope that both of you really enjoyed yourselves. And a big thanks to those who came out to this regional event. I unfortunately couldn't make it, you know, silly grad school obligations, but I'll be sure to see you all at the National Summit this year. If you haven't attended one of these summit events, whether it be a regional one or the annual National Summit, it is such a great time being in the same place with like-minded people who just love advocating for our sport. I cannot encourage you all enough to try your best to attend one. Finally, no episode will be complete without my shameless plug telling you how you can support the show. You can support the show by subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. You can also tune into the show on SoundCloud or through the Access Funds website. I've got not one, but two episodes lined up for next month, so please tune in to both of those. And I really have more episodes lined up than I know what to do with, which of course is a good problem to have. But uh, thanks, y'all. See you next month. <laughs>